0: welcome to last weekly where we talk laugh and sometimes bitch about the highs and lows of the past week this week we have a lot of news to cover including is sports illustrated woke swimsuit issue putting teenage boys to sleep why are right-wing internet trolls looking to meet up with young gay men is instagram trying to make social media influencers less influential is Avengers Endgame creating a hostile work environment? And is Facebook closing the book on free speech? Plus entertainment news and movie trailer reviews during trailer talk and much, much more. I'm Kevin Williams and I'll be recapping the week with my two co-hosts, Anthony Toneshow Nunez. Hey,
1: Internets.
0: And Sherry Nova. Hello. All right, before we get started with the news, I just want to say a couple of weeks ago, I told you all that we'd be taking a week off for spring break. Unfortunately, me catching a cold slash flu slash plague I probably caught from some hipster parents' kids uh, who don't believe in vaccinations (laughs) turned that one week into two. So please excuse any coughing, sniffling, or dying on my part during the show. So, so anyway, the only thing I was able to recap last week was Nyquil, not a sponsor. All right, so, so let's get to the news uh, since I'm not that contagious anymore. All right, Sherry, what was going on on Monday?
2: On Monday, 21-year-old Halima Aiden made history by becoming the first model to wear a hijab and burkini in a Sports Illustrated Swimsuit issue. A burkini is a modesty swimsuit for women that covers the entire body, leaving only the hands, feet, and face exposed. Young Muslim women need to know that there is a modest swimsuit option available to them so that they can join the swim team, participate in swim class at school, and go to the beach with their friends. The model said in a statement. The social media pushback on Sports Illustrated's first burkini pics hit Twitter beach hard with tweets like, I cannot get behind a woman buying into the idea that she needs to be wrapped up from head to toe because men said so. Even if this is her choice, it's still born out of men's laws that her hair, body, and being and that her hair and body being visible is somehow not okay, bad or offensive. How can you promote women's empowerment while promoting an ideology that views women as lesser than men, supports honor killings, and forces them to cover themselves due to the threat of discrimination at best and at worst being stoned in the street. So glad feminists in Iran are protesting the mandatory wearing of a a a patriarchal symbol of oppression so that Sports Illustrated can gain woke points from PC idiots here in the States by featuring the symbol of oppression. You guys, is Sports Illustrated featuring a model in a bikini moving fashion forward, Or is it just giving female oppression a makeover? What do you guys think?
0: Tone, you want to go first? I will go first.
1: Hey, Kevin, it's very nice to have you back, by the way, before I jump into this commentary. I look happy to be alive. We all happy you alive. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Sherry. So I looked up swimsuit and it says a swimsuit is a garment worn for swimming synonyms for swimsuit include swimwear, bathing dress, bathing suit. So by looking at these pictures of, of Halima Aiden, um, this is clearly a swimsuit. So my, my, my approach to, to this whole, um, to the opinions that people have is I think it's it's this works on three different levels one let's not fantasize that that sports illustrated uh bikini issue is anything more than the best thing that a young man can find if there's no Victoria's Secret catalog available okay uh it's not a woke place it's not a place to to, I think to, to move anything forward it's clearly made for 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 the whacking come on so it's a very weird thing
0: weed whacking
1: I, I would say some other type of whacking off. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't think it's a place um, for people like to find moral points on. I think it's really odd that this is this is this is the 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 battleground they've chosen to, to move this conversation forward i don't think this is, there's anything wrong with a woman um wearing this type of swimwear or any type of swimwear it's, it's, it should be their choice obviously but i think it's weird to uh, when this is a magazine that's totally directed at the male gaze and this is something that's something that men have always looked to and it's a place that's always objectified women so it's kind of odd that you're going to put this type of model in front of them this type of swimwear that's what i think
0: well, I think what they're trying to do is, A, get woke points, like that one guy said. But um, they're also, uh, they've tried to stretch what they call the kind of boundaries of what Western culture considers beautiful. Um, a couple of years ago, they put plus-size model Ashley Graham on the cover, and then they put snowboarder uh, uh, Brianna... Uh, Huckabee, uh, who actually uh, is an amputee, they had her. They featured her in the magazine in swimwear. So they're they're basically trying to broaden just the you know the regular model they always had before, uh, and you know uh, stretch the idea of what's okay uh, or what they're going to present as okay or beautiful or sexy or whatever for the teenage boys of the world. Um, so I understand that. But I have to kind of agree with the, some of the commenters that on Twitter that Sherry read, because the whole idea of the hijab or, uh, and the uh, burkini, and it comes from the word burqa, you know, that head-to-toe covering. But uh, I don't know why they decided to, com- to combine those two words, because a, a bikini and a burqa could not be more opposite. So putting them together is wacky to start with. And um, so... It would be – I'd feel differently in uh, – and this is easy for me to say as a Western person who's you know, not religious, um, definitely not Muslim, would be the fact that at the, uh, they actually had – uh, Sports Illustrated released a video of uh, this photo shoot happening, and it actually – they actually went to Somalia – Uh, uh, to a city, I guess, where this actual, where the model's actually from. And we see her in this bikini, and then we see all these boys and men around her, and they're wearing, like, Speedos, and they are also Muslim. So it's like, why is it okay for them to, like, you know, rock out with their blanks out, and she's got to be covered from head to toe? That so that to me is the issue. It would be different if the guys were covered from head to toe, if guys were wearing bikinis there because they were Muslim and they're trying to be modest. It just it's interesting. The one the only people that seem to be have need to be modest are the women. And when there are places that there are laws that say they have to be modest, where uh you know you can be, you know, imprisoned, uh, shunned, your family can be shamed, uh, or even worse than prison. Uh, in some cases, for not dressing, uh, you know, showing any part of your body or hair or anything as a woman. It, it just feels weird to have Sports Illustrated be kind of celebrating this. It To me, anyway, it feels kind of weird or not right in 2019. What do you think, Sherry?
2: Um, great points from both of you. I think this is a little tough, but I, I definitely think that Sports Illustrated is not the the fit for this (laughs) exploration. There are plenty of other magazines that could have hosted this uh, burkini tone brings up really good points. The, the the use of the sports illustrated magazine is to be tucked under your pillow, under your bed where your mom can't see it because you're under age. So it's, it's, it's really, really strange. Also, I think that it, it is like saying that women being oppressed is okay. But also I have to acknowledge the women who may feel that that is a part of some, some sort of spiritual experience for them and that, you know, basically other people are getting it wrong. So I have to acknowledge both sides. But I think that Absolutely Sports Illustrated is not the magazine for the bikini. Okay.
0: Okay, side note, I have to say, what is it about being a pubescent child that makes you think that you're the first person to think of between your mattress and box spring as an ultimate hiding place that no one would ever (laughs) think to look here? I don't know what it is about that, that every every kid thinks that no one would ever think to look here. So I don't know now with like uh, post-millennial kids. If that's even an issue, because it's like, what, what are they hiding their phone? So they don't even that's another thing. Oh, my God, you kids, the access to pornography you have, it's a it's a golden age. Anyway, like,
1: I don't think these kids have ever had to hide anything in the bottom of the hamper in the bathroom. Like these kids are spoiled.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's so not fair. It's so not fair. Hilarious. All right. All right, Sherry, what was going on on Tuesday?
2: On Tuesday, the Daily Beast reported that a pair of right-wing provocators are being accused of attempting to recruit young Republican men to level false allegations of sexual assault against Democratic presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Buttigieg. 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 Thank you.
2: <laughs> A Republican source told the Daily Beast that lobby that lobbyist Jack Berkman and internet troll Jacob Wool approached him last week to try to convince him to falsely accuse Buddha the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. for um, for engaging him sexually while he was too drunk to consent. This source, who wanted to remain anonymous, provided the Daily Beast with an audio recording he secretly made of the meeting, which corroborates his account. In it, Woe appears to refer to Buttigieg as a terminal threat to President Trump's reelection next year hunter kelly another young man jacob wool and jack berkman were trying to recruit to make false allegations posted a message to his facebook timeline headed i was not sexually assaulted it's important for everyone to know that i was not sexually assaulted and would never falsely accuse anyone to keep it brief for now i was approached by a political figure to come to dc to discuss political situations from the standpoint of a gay republican when i arrived they discussed Peter Buttigieg, and started talking about how they would be working a campaign against him. I went to bed and woke up to a fake Twitter at Real Hunter Kelly, and an article that I in no way endorsed or wrote. I have since left and am working on a formal statement to give everyone, including the Buttigieg family. Guys, what part of this story do you find the most surprising? That these Trump supporters are recruiting men to make false sexual assault claims about a political rival? Or that they think the biggest threat to Trump's re-election is the first openly gay Democratic candidate for president?
0: Get him, kid. Okay, all right. (laughs) I have to say that the reason why I pushed for this story was because of the fact that I was totally stunned that these right-wing um I don't want to say nut jobs um, what's a nice way for me to you say just that said it. that's what they are nice nut jobs all right well, <laughs> okay yeah but um that that they would be focusing their lasers on Pete Buttigieg so early in the campaign that they would consider the first out gay man, in fact, uh, they just it was just announced uh, this week, uh, uh, a uh, release this week, that uh, Mayor Pete and his husband, whose name I'm forgetting right now, I think Chaston, Chaston, are, are on the cover of uh, Time magazine. And so that they would actually think that he was an actual threat is amazing to me because I'm going to admit my not woke moment or my moment of just doubt in America, honestly, I didn't think Barack Obama would be that america was ready for a black or a biracial president and so when he was running for the nomination i was all like oh hillary all the way y'all because there's no way (laughs) that that america can handle a a a black first lady they're just they can't they were like freaking out about michelle obama and like oh she was like uh every time remember how when uh she fist bumped uh barack at one uh, during a rally and there and and Fox News referred to it as a terrorist fist joke. <laughs> and, like, and I was like, oh my god, America can't handle this much melanin. They just can't. And so I was thinking the same thing with, uh, with Pete Buttigieg. It's just like, I think he is an incredible man. Every time I see him speak, I am moved. I feel... Uh, more, even more American and more pride in America. I love the way he talks about us as a nation, as a people, and the aspiration that he he brings back, uh, uh, you know, because I feel like we've been beaten, so beaten down with our national discourse because of, you know, who is leading our national discourse at this time. So I kind of felt like there's just, you know, even though he's definitely having a moment right now, there's no denying it. He's gone up in the polls. No denying it. But it never even dawned on me that there was a chance he could get the nomination so that these right wing nut jobs are already out there recruiting gay guys uh, who are Republican mistakenly. I I can't think about nut jobs. (laughs) Anybody who is a Republican homosexual or a heterosexual that that has uh, ownership of a vagina or anybody who has any kind of melanin anybody who isn't an old white guy i have other than that i don't understand why a republican honestly uh so that to me is the is the walk is is the takeaway from this story is that they are actually thinking that america could vote for a gay president so what do you think tone
1: i'm completely on the same train i just thought that did they do any polling any research like I would think that Bernie Sanders or Biden or Kamala Harris would be the the person they would go after. Like, I just seem like, like, do they know something we don't know? I, I think you said it best. Sherry?
2: Well, to be honest, I have never seen him speak or anything. I'm pretty sure I don't even know what he looks like. So I can't speak on this subject, but listening to Kevin, it sounds like he's a great guy. And because Kevin said that he feels moved and kind of feels hopeful about our country, I am going to check this guy out because um, I want to feel that way. So, I mean, if they think that he's that big of a threat, I'm. I want to check him out.
0: Well, he's actually done a couple of CNN town halls, and he's hard to miss. He's been on so many different shows. He's even been on TMZ Live. So there's nobody he won't talk to. And one of the most refreshing things about him, and the reason why I think he's literally come out of nowhere to become a top-tier candidate in a matter of weeks, is the fact that he doesn't talk like a typical politician. When he's asked a question, he does something insane. He actually answers it. Just straightforward straightforward answers doesn't dance doesn't move or bob or weave or dodge or give himself wiggle room to, ch- to change his answer later he answers it straight on and i think that straight talk has uh failed and derailed people like beto o'rourke people thought that he was going to be a big thing i thought he was going to be a big thing once he entered the race and he seems to have if not fizzled definitely not done well uh so far and uh Kamala Harris whom I also love and respect I feel like she hasn't done as well as I thought that she would do and I think because she's not just answering questions in a regular relatable straightforward way she's answering th- and I think she is an attorney and again as a person who is not an attorney and a lay person I understand that you know the way you're going to look at things the way you might even phrase things might be a bit different. But you're not speaking to just lawyers that you want to vote for you. You're speaking to regular, everyday people. So try and speak in a way, not condescendingly, but just be straightforward. And when you're asked a question, answer it honestly. Because I actually think that people are willing to support somebody that they don't agree with on every issue if you explain why you believe what you believe. I don't have to basically agree with you necessarily. I just need to believe that you're a good person and that you believe in this country and that you're fighting for... Uh, you know, to make America a, 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 a better place for everyone, not just for some people, like the current president.
2: I was thinking great again,
0: but... <laughs> well, again, yeah. even using the term that... I always look about that great again thing of his was nobody ever asked the question, I want to... Exactly, can you give us a date of when America was great and what was going on when America was great? Because my question, is when America was great... Did women have the right to vote? When America was great, were, uh, were uh, people uh, of color allowed to vote? Were they able to move <laughs> freely? You know, that kind of thing. So I always wondered exactly when was America great and when did it stop being great? My guess is it stopped being great when people of color and women were able to say stuff without being locked up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right. So let's move on to Thursday.
2: Wednesday.
0: I'm sorry. Wednesday see you know I'm still sick I'm still sick <laughs> you guys I know days on Wednesday. Of, what, are, what are the days of the week again what order are they in <laughs> <laughs> what was going on on Wednesday Jerry?
2: We got you covered. On Wednesday, it was announced that Instagram is considering removing the number of likes from posts. The move mirrors efforts by social media companies like Twitter to make their platforms healthier places for their users. Later this week, we're running a test in Canada that removes the total number of likes on photos and video views. Facebook said in a blog post ahead of the company's F8 Developer Conference, we are testing this because we want your followers to focus on the photos and videos you share not how many likes they get according to a recent study published in the psychological science the same brain circuits that are activated by eating chocolate and winning money are triggered when teenagers see a large number of likes on their photos the teens were also more likely to click on photographs that had more likes on them so guys do you think do you so do you like not seeing the number of likes and views on Instagram posts, or are you following this idea, or are you unfollowing this idea?
0: Tone, you want to go first? Okay, you know what? I'll go first since Tone <laughs> seems to be feeling a little <laughs> bit shy. All right. Um I'm definitely unfollowing this idea, and here's why. It to me, it feels a lot like this kind of concept that everybody gets a trophy for everything we're all on the we're on the little league team we all get a trophy uh we we all were part of the spelling bee we all get a trophy even though we didn't win or spell anything right and so sometimes you're gonna uh you're not gonna win sometimes you're not gonna get as many views as someone else sometimes your picture is gonna get as many likes as someone else and the idea that because of that we can't share information about the number of likes or whatever, it's like we're, we're, we're telling parents not to parent their children and to tell them that they're worth more, they have more value than the number of likes a photo gets. So to, to try to uh, derail parents actually parenting their children, what we're going to do instead is just remove the likes so nobody can see. But uh, part of this uh, test will mean the kid will still be able to see how many likes their video gets and my guess is this what's going to immediately happen uh with this if this test takes off and this it happens in more areas is kids are going to just take a screen grab of the actual numbers a photo of theirs gets and then post it because influencers how they make their money is getting a certain number of likes for uh per photo so They're going to want people to know just how many views their videos get and just how many likes their pictures are getting. So believe me, this will be derailed very quickly, Instagram, by people who want people to see just how social and how well they're doing on social media. So what do you think, Sherry?
2: I have a completely different take on this than you do, Kevin. Surprise! Okay. Shocking. I think that this is going to be freeing people to give them total creative expression without having anyone else's point of view about it, without thinking about what anyone's going to think. I think that people are going to be able to, pardon me, create whatever they want to their heart's content, because they're not going to be like, oh, well, if I put this out, everyone's going to see that nobody cares about it. They can just create what they want. And I like that you're still going to get that feedback and data personally, if you are trying to use this in a metric way, so you know what's working and what's not working. But I think this is fantastic. I think it's going to give people the freedom to be more creative and take more chances because they're not going to have to think about what other people are thinking about it
0: okay now they do give uh currently doesn't instagram allow people to turn off comments for posts i know that facebook yeah, but that's
2: does. different than likes though
0: no but what i was going to say is what about doing is an optional thing so people that want to turn off the number of likes and views of videos of theirs let them turn that off but people that want To show how many likes and views that they've gotten, why not let them appear for people who want it so people can actually make the choice themselves?
2: Well, my personal thoughts on that are that if you're someone who turned off your likes or whatever, then people are going to be like, oh, they probably don't have a lot. I think just level the freaking playing field and make it about creativity. That's But that,
0: if, it's a, if it's a choice, you can say, like, I'm just more woke than you guys. I don't, need, yeah. <laughs> I don't need a validation of showing how many likes and views I'm getting, even though last weekly on Twitter is getting a lot of likes and follows. All right. so um, <laughs> So, Tone, what do you think?
1: Well, as far as the likes, I think it's going to be a, a great move for mental health. We're living in an age where we really don't have that much information. What's going to happen with this type of uh, exposure to likes and, and the constant um, people wanting to, to gain attention? And so for, for young people who are growing up in this, I think it's going to be very helpful for them to actually like refocus um, what they're doing on these platforms, but from an economic standpoint Facebook Instagram youtube uh, these platforms have become marketplaces have become places for people to actually leave work and actually have a side career um, being an influencer I really hate that word but being an influencer or, or be some type of social media star so it's going to be very hard for those people who made the move to quantify their reach. If there's no sometimes if there's not something like likes that that they can actually show a possible sponsor, hey, this is what my video generates. So, it's going to be interesting to see how people start gauging how successful, let's say, someone is on
0: social media if there's no like metric. So that's well, what, what I, I, what I'm guessing is going to happen with this is because of influencers in particular. I think that a. They're going to do screen grabs and post these images of their likes and counts for each of their segments. And I think that uh, companies who actually pay influencers are going to ask for access to their accounts so they can actually see the uh, metrics. The metrics will appear to the user. They just won't be public. And so I don't believe that if you're going to be paying somebody to, to a Kardashian to share a photo of something, you're going to want to actually have access to their account to see exactly how many likes these posts are getting before you lay down thousands and thousands of dollars to have them hold your diet tea or something in their hand or something. Uh, but I, I still think at the end of the day, people, part of why people come to these platforms or want to look at people is because they want to know what's popular and removing that element is going to actually hurt i think it's going to hurt the platform and all that's going to happen is some other platform is going to have likes and they're going to have view counts and people are going to migrate from instagram to whatever that new platform is so i think it's a huge mistake so all right so uh sherry what was going on on thursday
2: On Thursday, Facebook announced that some high-profile people are too dangerous for the platform. Included in this list is the Nation of Islam leader, Louis Farrakhan, who's notorious for using anti-Semitic language, and right-wing conspiracy theorist, Alex Jones. Facebook said it would be purging them from all of its platforms, Jones and his media outlet Infowars had previously been banned from Facebook in August 2018, but had maintained a presence on Instagram, which is also owned by Facebook. On Thursday, Jones and Infowars were barred from Instagram as well. In the statement, a Facebook spokesperson said, we've always banned individuals or organizations that promote or engage in violence and hate regardless of ideology. The process for evaluating potential violators is extensive and it is what led us to our decision to remove these accounts. You guys, do you think these Facebook bans are a step in the right direction or a step towards the end of free speech?
0: All right, do you want to take this one first, Tom?
1: I would say that Facebook is not stopping anyone's free speech because Facebook is a, is a private company and they can control what's on their platform. So no, I don't think this is actually uh, an attack on free speech. I think this is Facebook just exercising their rights as a private company. Um, these people are just going to be pushed underground to more right wing websites somewhere where they can actually cause more damage and be more concentrated and, um, so they need, there needs to be a better approach. I really, I really don't think sometimes that excluding people from the conversation altogether um, helps. But when you have people who are just basically um, um, spreading things that are, that, that are false or conspiracy theories, it also doesn't help anyone. So I think there needs to be a much broader approach. Um, just pushing them off of Facebook and Instagram, they're just going to go somewhere else. So there needs to be a, 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 maybe a conversation or a better way of proofing what people post on these platforms, period. What do you guys think?
0: Well, okay, I get what you're saying, but I agree. I like the idea of pushing them off the platform and making them harder to find because the problem with being these kinds of people being on platforms as big as Facebook and Instagram is that people that may not initially buy into their hate-filled rhetoric or whatever may come across them or be introduced to them by others. If they go to some, white, uh, some uh, <laughs> Freudian slip, Right wing, not white wing, <laughs> but it's pretty much the same thing. Anyway, some right wing uh a troll website. Then people that are going there are specifically going because they've already drank that Kool Aid. They're already they already got the, they already got a red mustache. So versus your you know just some regular person that's on Instagram uh getting infected by all this this bile. And for those of you who don't know, a Louis Farrakhan has been has been saying incredibly. Uh, uh, anti-Semitic, homophobic, racist, horrible things forever. I'm surprised that it just took them, just literally on Thursday, they took him took him down. But I want to speak to Alex Jones in particular because I find that man so repugnant. That's how much I hate this guy. He has me using SAT words, repugnant, uh, because I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. He actually, uh, one of his there's an endless list of conspiracy theories this man has espoused and put out there. But one of them that is particularly just so disgusting and shook me to my core when I heard about it was he put out this idea that Sandy hook never happened. And Sandy hook was where, uh, an incident where, uh, of uh, uh, over 20 people were massacred, most of them being small school children. He put out that this that this was an Obama uh, was at fake this, and these people were actors to try and get uh, gun uh, gun uh, safety laws on the books. And he called these people crisis actors. And he actually appeared and sent people uh, uh, from his because he actually has a television show. Sent people. To the uh, the parents of these dead children's houses, knocking on their doors, knocking on their windows, yelling at them as they go to their cars, that admit that your child isn't dead. Admit that you're an actor. Admit it. It is the most sick, disturbing thing. It's not enough that your child was slaughtered because our country won't do anything when it comes to gun violence, apparently. Zero, zilch, nada. But to be attacked on a regular basis and have weirdos showing up at your house yelling that your child isn't really dead, admit it, admit it, I can't imagine how horrific and how painful that is. Um, getting calls in the middle of the night saying, admit that you're, that you're a liar, that your child isn't dead, that mm-hmm. is so disgusting. And the idea that, that uh, Facebook just took this guy down yesterday is beyond appalling to me beyond all right so uh, i think you know how i feel so sherry what do you think
2: (laughs) this is um tough for me because i i feel like when you kind of open the door to censorship which i know this is their platform they can do whatever they want you agree to those those terms right but i feel like the censorship can go in either direction. Like, I also heard that they were taking down pages that were uh, for anti-vaxxers, and I think that that is a terrible move to make. I mean, I get what they're trying to do with removing Alex Jones, and that's horrible if he really did that out going to the parent's house and that's that's really really gross to you know to get them to admit things on camera that is insanity but at the same time i also heard that they're taking anti-vaccine pages down and i for one um i don't i think that's even a stupid term but i guess i'm an anti-vaxxer so i think that people need to be able to have um, access to this information so i feel like if you open that door it's like, where does it end? That's, that's kind of my question.
0: Wow. Well, I guess you can start an anti-vaccine, uh, your own platform or website where people who uh, want their kid to get measles can all get together. Oh,
2: stop, Kevin.
0: <laughs> so, and, <laughs> and, share, and share their thoughts on endangering their kids' lives. To be so. clear.
2: I'm not against, um, I'm not against vaccines outright. Like they, they can, they can re, um, reproduce all of the vaccines and like take out so many of the toxins and, and all of that. So I'm not outright against them. In fact, if my kid actually needs something, I'll give it to him. Like my kids have had their tetanus shots. So I am not like completely against it. It's just as a whole, it's a no. And then I'll think about it.
0: Well, you know what? That the a fair thing is, I would be shocked and surprised if someone was reasonable saying that. You know what? I understand that vaccines are a real thing and a needed thing and a necessary thing, but I'm upset about the way they're scheduled, or I'm ex- upset about some of the additive ingredients that exactly. are in vaccines. This is if me- you're if you're saying something like that, that's absolutely reasonable. Not only will I be your co-host, but I would support you being back on Facebook if you've been kicked off for saying that
2: absolutely I I have huge problems with the additives and this whole thing started for me because my daughter who's now 15 had this huge 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 thing with a huge fever that wouldn't go away and like I thought my baby girl was gonna die and it was like you know no more but really it actually turned out to be I'm going to look to see what she actually requires so yeah I'm not really sure about the level of censure censorship, but um I totally get and it they can do what they want. So
1: we need to get rid of the flat earthers too. for we're
0: at it. Oh, oh
2: yeah, yeah, well, okay, you know what guys.
0: Anyway, and again if any of you have heard uh the rumors are true that Jenny McCarthy will be joining our show next week. <laughs> All
2: right. Okay. I so- see what you did there, Kevin
0: all right so let's move on to friday all right people i um uh, if if the if it's time oh i can't even i go i'm sorry
2: <laughs> you try all right
0: you know what? I'm just gonna power through. It doesn't even matter because you know. Not only am I sick, I need to say that my other co-host Sherry is sick, and she's a trooper. We're, we're we're plugging through anyway. All right, people, it's time to get weird. It's time to get random and edible. I hope you can take a fruit punch because it's time for a week a last weekly food fight.
1: Food fight. Fight.
0: fight. <laughs> <Woo>! uh, <laughs> all right don't make me laugh because i'll start coughing okay. all right uh in, in friends uh in friends texas uh uh uh, Domino's employee got into an actual food fight with one of his coworkers when he revealed one of Avengers Endgame's major plot points. Acor- according to NBC News, the employee punched his coworker in the chest after hearing the unwanted spoiler and was charged with misdemeanor assault. One of the responding officers, uh, Lisa Price, told NBC that uh, reviewing her department's report on the incident also spoiled the plot for her, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> but uh, but, she, but she, she says she still uh, plans on going to see Avengers Endgame in theaters. So, this story brings to mind two questions for you guys. The first thing is, Um, has uh, hearing a spoiler about a movie ever stopped you from going to see it? Uh, A movie that you actually wanted to see? And my second question, because, you know, I love food talk. um, I want to know what is your must have movie theater snack? All right, Tone, you're up first.
1: Wow. Why I got to be first? Well, my, my favorite snack at the movie theater is a cheeseburger. Um, French fries, hot dog, chili dog, popcorn, Snickers. I like everything, honestly. I, I love all the food at the movie theater. I wish it wasn't so damn expensive. Next time I go to the movie theater and I buy food, it should be a freaking flight because that's how expensive it is. It's like airport food. Um, And I can understand that person punching another person. I'm not condoning it, but I understand it. I actually went to see Avengers. Of course, no spoilers. But um, I actually was off off the internet for two days. Like, I was scared to go on Twitter because I didn't want to get a spoiler. So I I don't condone violence, but I understand it.
0: Okay, so, but have you ever, uh, has there ever been a movie you wanted to see that got spoiled by someone or on the internet or something, and it stopped you from going to see it?
1: No, I'm very cautious, Kevin.
0: (laughs) Well, obviously, obviously, if you, you stayed left us so two days. Two days. Because we, we were out, we were, Sherry and I were wondering, like, where the hell is Tone? Now we know where you were. <laughs> you guys were sick.
1: From, <laughs> I didn't want to catch the digital virus.
0: Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So you were hiding from us and the internet so you wouldn't have any Avengers endgame spoilers. So, all right, Sherry, what are your favorite uh, must have movie theater snacks? And uh, has a movie ever been spoiled for you and stopped you from actually going to see it?
2: Okay, my honest to gosh first thought about favorite movie, food, snack, whatever is totally inappropriate. But um, I have never had someone spoil a movie because I don't really go to the movies that often, so that hasn't happened before. What snack is inappropriate?
1: I'm um, cheese doodles. Like I don't <laughs> understand. I'm still. I, I, we want to know.
0: Yeah, is it an adult snack? What are you (laughs) (laughs) talking? are you are you are you are you are you you snacking on edible underwear while you're at the movies? What are you eating? Like, dude.
2: (laughs) (laughs) When you first asked, I thought about how I went to the movie theaters for the first time with my boyfriend, and the theater was completely empty, and I was just like, "Man, that is all." that is it oh wow
0: <laughs> okay uh, all right wow okay again if your kids are listening to our show we love having them but we love very, kids we're very very sorry I'm all listening. right oh my god all right that's
1: nothing that's, that's what i heard worse when i was watching the senate hearing anyway
0: oh my god <laughs>
1: apologize oh to god. the kids
0: anyway um, wow that-
2: Popcorn or anything like candy or anything like that or, or soda or anything, to be honest. But if the person next to me, whom I know, is got has a big, you know, bag of popcorn, I may reach in to their bag and have a few pieces. But I'm not, like, going to go and buy it and start eating it.
1: I don't know okay if we're talking now- in code. I'm confused. But okay.
0: Oh, ouch. Oh, my God. Big bag of popcorn. <laughs> <sighs> You guys right. gonna make me start coughing. I need to, I need to calm down. <laughs> this again, another episode of Last Weekly After Dark. I <laughs> really do like
1: hot dogs though, like literally. Hot dogs, burgers.
0: Well, you're not the only one, apparently, Tone. All right, um, so now my next question guys, about the movie theater. Guys, fr- hang on
2: now. Hang on now. For that for that movie theater trip, nothing happened. Okay? I just really wanted it to. That is all.
0: All right. Thanks for keeping it classy, Sharon. You're welcome. All right. So, so
2: Kevin, just, what about you?
0: <laughs> okay. I'm about to answer the question, but before I answer it, I want to ask this, this next second part is, what do you guys feel about bringing outside food into movie theaters? You mentioned the price tone. A lot of us have an issue with how expensive movie theater food is. Is it, is it okay to, like, have a backpack or, if you're a lady, a purse, and you know, bring some snacks with you. Absolutely. Who
1: doesn't? Come on, I have a purse that I bring food in with.
0: All right. Okay. <laughs> yes, wow. Movie
2: theater purse. <laughs>
0: I, I thought that there might be controversy on that. So, okay. You know what? No. I too, I too will come out of the movie theater bringing food to cause it. I agree. I again, I am not buying an eight dollar Snickers. I'm bringing my own snickers uh, that I that I got at Target for like a quarter of the price. Now, when when it comes to movie theater food, I'm not one of those people that want to have a complete meal at the movies. I don't understand people who've taken snacks. When I start when I see like hot dogs and hamburgers and stuff like that, it's like you know there are restaurants that are outside of the theater, right? <laughs> you don't have to eat everything while you're here. So to me, it's about it's about popcorn, something that you can eat quietly. When I saw movie theaters when they first introduced nachos, yeah cuz that old. Remember when, like, nachos and a movie? I don't understand that. That that goes way over my head, way past my ears. The idea of of crunching on chips uh, while you're in a movies at the movies is nuts to me. And a, they're insanely expensive, and and then b, insanely crappy. So I feel like watch the movie, have a couple of snacks, and then go out to dinner after the movies because you're going to actually have a nicer meal for w- way cheaper and a better eating experience than you are in a movie theater. So Hang not- on
2: now. Yeah. So- is there any beef in this nachos or is it just the cheese?
0: It's, it's, I, I think it depends on what movie theater you're going to. Some movie theaters like, give you like loaded nachos, and some, are, some of them places it's just that weird orange plastic cheese and, <laughs> uh, over a bunch of uh, uh, chips.
2: If there's beef, I could be talked into it. And it's not related to my previous story.
0: Oh, okay wow so many codes here going <laughs> over my head i'm gonna call
1: kevin grandpa no from now on talk about he was there when they started nachos
0: well, no not nachos in movie theater i remember well maybe i don't know maybe they had been going on a while but with the first time I, when i was a kid when i saw nachos in a movie theater for the first time somebody like next to me like where the hell did he get those nachos <laughs> and, but, did he bring those no that would be delicious
2: if it has beef
0: Now, one hardcore thing I would do that some people might say was a hardcore cheapskate. But as a kid, I used to actually go. There was like a bakery next to my favorite movie theater. I would like they would have like a deal like on Sunday afternoons or on Saturday afternoons where they'd have like a dozen cookies for like, you know, four bucks or something. I would get a dozen cookies. I'd buy a carton of milk and me and the movie theater would become one.
2: So (laughs) it was a very special
0: moment for me and those cookies, milk, in the movies. It was a good time. Oh, my God. That is a
2: cute story. A good
0: good time was had by all. All right. And a lot of sugar. All right. (laughs) So, okay. So let's move on to our favorite part of Last Weekly, a little segment we like to refer to as trailer, trailer, talk. Talk. trailer talk. talk, trailer talk, trailer talk, trailer talk, trailer talk. All right, Tone, talk. what is going What is going on? <laughs> you guys are making me laugh. <laughs> what is going on in the world of entertainment this week, Tone?
1: Okay, not only is Hulu the home of Marvel based series Runaways, with its third season approaching quickly. But it's also going to be the future home of the Spirit of Vengeance himself, Ghost Rider, who set the ride along in his own series. They're getting a live-action offering called Hellstrom, and upcoming animated shows are incoming as well. We're talking about Howard your Duck, Tigra and Dazzler, MODOK, Hitmonkey, and Marvel's The Offenders. That's right, not The Defenders, The Offenders. And for you folks at home keeping track, Disney is already talking about they're bringing their own Marvel shows, which is going to be... WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, as well as their own animated what-if show. So there's actually talk on the internet, guys, that there's going to be a combo ticket. That's a combo price that you can pay for um, Disney Plus and Hulu. And who in this room right now, in this virtual internet room, is down for that for these Marvel shows? Let me hear ya. Shara, you.
0: Sherry, you want to go first?
1: Anything?
2: <laughs> okay so i love marvel i really 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 do and i already have hulu for a dollar a month a dollar so yeah i got in on their uh what was it i don't know some sort of deal they had it was a black
0: they had a black friday black, deal. Friday,
2: black friday black friday uh deal and so um probably could do without the disney
0: All right. Well, I have to say when it comes to these new Marvel shows with uh, the biggest one I'm most shocked about is Ghost Rider. I can't. How far has Nicolas Cage fallen that he has to be on some basic streaming service uh, uh, channel with doing bringing Ghost Rider? That is so sad, Nicolas. Wait,
1: he's still doing things? No, he's kidding. It's not going to be Nicolas Cage. It's going to be the the Robbie Robles from um, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's kind of like a spinoff show, really. So oh my god, oh, well James. you know it's it's
0: actually even sadder. So poor Nicolas Cage is unemployed. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Like, you know what? The, the funny thing is, I was walk, I was coming out of a Target the other day and I saw a guy holding a cup of, of as saying uh with uh, holding a cup looking for change, and I thought that guy looks like Nicolas Cage, but now I just realized it was Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh okay. no i oh. Feel, i feel so bad and I'll about not giving him a dollar i do feel bad now i am so sorry you know what? i loved you in city of angels all right um you know he can't hear because he doesn't have money but anyway wow so, wow <laughs> honestly i'm with sherry i actually i don't i actually pay less than a dollar i pay zero dollars <laughs> and zero cents for hulu because if you if you have spotify you can actually piggyback and actually listen to Hulu for frizzy.
2: Oh yeah, so, that's right.
0: Yeah. And so once I discovered that, I'm like, see, so you wouldn't want to be. Ya. And then I am back over on Hulu, um, checking it out, even though there's not a lot to watch. Hopefully they'll add some new stuff, uh, some actually worthwhile to, to even you know, sh- uh, reason to show up there. But as far as all of these Disney play things so far, Disney is not playing for me. I just – they don't have anything that's really, like, making me – want. And, and that's something. thing. Howard the Duck, one of the biggest bomb movies of all time. Cold classic. They're re- uh, – classic is, is code for movie that nobody but Tone <gasps> saw. So <laughs> the idea that they're trying to basically get my hard-earned money with Howard the Duck, nice try. Well, where I stand, take all my money, take it all right now,
1: because I am in for more Marvel shows.
0: Well, well, it's a swing and a miss for me, Tone. So what else else is going on? All righty.
1: Now, for the two people on the Internet, which probably are these two that I'm talking with, (laughs) who don't know about that the Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 3, aired last Sunday, here's your notification. The Long Night, a.k.a. The Battle of Winterfell, caused a fan social media blizzard of opinions not for what happened in the episode but by the way the episode was shot it was so dark guys it was so so dark that the cinematographer of the show actually came out and defended it as an aesthetic choice because the episode is called the long night so did you guys watch the episode and did you think that it was also too damn dark to watch
2: Sherry? Um, okay, sure. I am on like episode, like season 2 episode what? 2, so I definitely have not watched it.
0: Oh my god. You know, winter isn't even anywhere near coming for you. <laughs> wow. It is you're in the dead of summer, Sherry. It's not even close.
2: Actually, winter is coming, okay?
0: Oh, Thank well, just, you. oh God, Sherry, for your Game of Thrones, it's still warm enough for you to wear your burkini. That's how <laughs> warm it is. Anyway. It's a
2: different winter.
0: All right. You know, you know what, let the men talk about this now.
1: Okay. All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes, I absolutely am watching Game of Thrones, and I am up to date. I won't give any spoilers, even though God knows I want to. All right. Um, yes, it was way too dark. And what's crazy about the um The uh, cinematographer kind of uh, basically uh, coming back at the fans who were complaining about it is he also said that, yeah, well, HBO had something to do with the reason why it was so dark is because of the way they compressed the uh, file that people were seeing through streaming. And you would know that when you compress files, you're going to lose detail. And so apparently if you saw uh, if you saw it where it was not compressed. Like crazy, then even in the very dark scenes, you could still see things. But for me, I was watching it on my television and I was streaming it through HBO Go, and the screen was just black through I'd say about 40% of the show. And I was just like, I have got to get glasses, you guys, because I'm not seeing nothing. I would look at the screen and it'd be pitch black. Then I look at my hand, like, my hand looks the same. Uh, look at the screen. Look at the screen. Like, I don't see anything. I <laughs> uh, so I had no idea what was going on. But the uh, to come out against fans, no, you gotta come out against HBO, not cool. I'm not happy about paying people as it is. You only have like one show worth watching. And um you compressing the show like crazy, so we can barely see a nighttime battle. That's nothing. I wasn't happy when they even that it was going to be a nighttime battle. I hate nighttime battles for the uh, in the first <laughs> place because, and I'll tell you why. Because all do you, Does anybody remember seeing the later the last Godzilla movie where Godzilla was only walking around at night? I'm like, you're just you're just saving money on CGI because literally a kid with crayons is drawing Godzilla at night. that's what it looked like i i'm not cool with any super cgi thing that's taking place at night because it's always a way to save money and hide what you're actually what, what the monster or whatever you're supposed to be looking at looks like
1: and just a little bit of perspective for the people listening at home game of thrones is the most expensive tv show to produce right now on
0: tv well, they're saving money by having battles at night where you're just basically looking <laughs> at a black sc- looking at a black screen. I think I think that episode cost like $8 to make.
2: So, are they going to like re-release it or anything like that since it was such an important episode that people, you know, really didn't get to even enjoy
1: well, there's no plans to reshoot it or anything. Um, they, were just
2: well, saying they don't have you... to reshoot. Can't they just no, they, change they, something around the compression? Yeah, they,
0: they basically need to release it. Uh, 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 I think what they're probably, this is, uh, is a way to make people buy the actual Blu-ray of it once it comes out uh. so they can actually see it as it was meant to be seen as opposed to that half-assed way we saw it on Sunday. But um, one thing I do want to say, there was a lot of talk. There was a lot of trolling. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, sexist trolls came out uh, with issues about the episode i don't know if we should go into that but i was not happy it was not cool i thought that the end of the episode i will say no I you spoilers. spoilers but the but i will say the end of the episode was epic and if you aren't a troll and you actually look at if you watch the whole series what happened was led up to there was clues throughout from season one to the. Uh, Back where Sherry is, all the way up through the episode, <laughs> they were they were telegraphing what was gonna ha- what was gonna happen. So sexist trolls back off. Oh.
1: <laughs> Take that
0: in the dark. Are uh, in the dark. All right, Tone. What else was going on in entertainment? Uh,
1: in short film news, I just want to give a shout out to Mike Jack Mark Jepsen. He released his sci-fi short called "Remembrance." It's ten minutes long. It's available on YouTube right now. Anyone who's a fan of short film or science fiction, go check it out. Like I said, it's ten minutes. It's called "Remembrance." I'm always looking to support independent filmmakers, so shout out to Mark Jepson uh, for completing the okay. short film. You're a fan. Not a, not not a sponsor.
2: <laughs> I I'm a fan of the, the genre, and so I will go check it out.
0: That's remembrance. Thank you, Sherry. As as <laughs> will I. I'm also it also sounds really interesting. I'm gonna check it out too. And it's in
1: English for Sherry, so no
0: disappointing, okay. <laughs> 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 oh. Wait, a, wait a, why did Sherry going to thank you for supporting this movie? And anyway? I, You don't even not even acknowledge that I'm supporting it as well. I'm expecting you to go, Kevin.
1: English. It's in English, okay? Wow. <laughs>
0: All right. Ouch. All right. Yeah,
1: lovers. So moving along, um, Kevin, we're about to get into our favorite, favorite part of our favorite part. But please let the people at home know what's our trailer rating system.
0: All right, so we're about to do our favorite thing, review trailers, and this is how we do it. You can give a movie we, – we're going to give movie trailers one of three easy-to-understand ratings. First rating is movie theater. That means the movie trailers uh, producers did their job. It made you The trailer was so good, it made you want to put on pants, leave your actual house, and then go buy super expensive snacks in a movie theater and watch the movie. If we give the movie uh, the rating of Netflix, it means, like, well, the trailer was kind of good, but not good enough to actually leave my house, put on pants. I'm going to hang out at my house and watch it on Netflix. So, and if the trailer uh, was an absolute waste of space and time and you're enraged over the three minutes of your life that you could never get back, we will give that trailer a kill.
1: Kill.
0: Natural causes. <laughs> All right, Tony, so what is our first victim?
1: Speaking of kill, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is an upcoming adventure comedy film produced and distributed by Paramount Pictures. It's based on the Sega video game franchise. The film is directed by Jeff Fowler and is written by Josh Miller and Patrick Casey and Orion Uzel. Um, and basically it's a budget of 90 million. Um, Kevin, why don't you give him a synopsis at home?
0: All right. When uh, when Sonic is discovered by a human for the first time, he—oh, res- uh, actually, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is not the synopsis. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. A cop in a rural town, uh, in the rural town of Green Hills, uh, will help Sonic escape from the government who is looking to capture him.
1: Ooh, that's so in-depth.
0: I know. Doesn't that make you want to like run out and see it immediately?
1: <laughs> so ladies first, Sherry, what did you think of Sonic the Hedgehog, the trailer?
2: Um, I was really distracted by the fact that it looks like a man wearing a costume.
1: <laughs> that sounds like the most, <laughs> do you want to want elaborate?
2: Also like, why did they play uh, freaking gangster's paradise?
0: yeah that that's I will actually want somebody there's some I'm sure there's some nerd out there, and I'm saying nerd with love because I consider myself to be one as well that has actually looked at what movies what songs get played in movie trailers the most because there's certain shake it a baby now that has been in eight billion trailers there's certain songs that keep ending up in trailers and gangster's Paradise for some reason is one of them
2: but why Sonic?
0: I have zero ideas. I, oh, I you know just what? I have
2: so many questions.
0: Yeah, because people were <laughs> because people were playing Sonic the Hedgehog in the nineties, and so that's a song from the nineties. I have no idea why.
2: Okay, there's more. There's more songs available in the nineties. Um, I, am I rating it now?
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's
2: what okay. that's what we do Start during trailer
0: talk. So, Sherry, um, what are you giving Sonic the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog movie? I'm
2: giving it a natural death, although I believe it was murdered by the producers or the people who created it.
0: Oh, ouch. Sher- Sherry does not like to kill, so that that she did not like that trailer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So, again, uh, you know what, uh, Sherry, again, I think that we're uh, co-conspirators because I'm going to help you murder— Sonic the Hedgehog, That's the, not so, what I said. Sonic the computer-generated Hedgehog. We're gonna, we're gonna kill him together. I'm gonna get a couple of knives and we're gonna hide out in an alley and we're gonna get him as he runs by. Um, I'm not a part of this. I will say, well, oh, fine. Now that I've uh, admitted on, 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 on the air that we're gonna commit a murder, now you're out. Well, anyway, I have, re- I have recordings of us planning the murder, Sherry. So too late. <laughs> too late you're going down if if i go down you go down too
2: okay all right
0: you know, you know prison stripes prison stripes are slimming so we're going to look good all right so um i got to say the there was two lines in the movie that i have to, uh, in the trailer that i will say that were kind of funny uh, but like i was i was embarrassed to laugh at them one of them is when uh, Sonic is like hiding somewhere and the first human discovers him and he goes um, meow? <laughs> like, uh, like like he's trying to pretend to be a cat and like a very really, a cat wearing white gloves for some reason. But anyway so that was weird and I but I did laugh. And then the other one was when he's like running, he stops for a second and looks at his <clears throat> I guess he's wearing a Fitbit and he goes wow, over 9000 uh, uh, over 9 million steps so far today. Kind of thing. So it's like that was. I think those are probably the funniest lines in the whole movie. From the looks of that trailer, which is why I'm, <laughs> why I'm happy to give that trailer a kill. Even though I do feel bad, because Tika Sumner, an actress I have a thing for, is in this movie. So Tika, you need to talk to your management and look and look into getting new management. All right, wow. Tone. What did you think of this uh, trailer and the and the news about the what the uh, director of the movie is saying since the trailer came out and got such a bad response? So, so
1: when I heard this this this, this movie was coming out, I was um, I cringed a little even before I saw the trailer um, because <laughs> I, I Page was was uh, was a movie that was based on a video game and it was horrible in my opinion. Like, so I was like, another game, another movie based on a video game, really. So I've never seen a really good movie based on a video game, honestly. So, so when I saw the trailer, I was like, the people who created this movie did not know what they want. It's a mishmash. The tone is all over the place. They wanted to they they made they filmed this movie and they edited it in a serious way, but then they have like a furry, like a person in like a it looks like a person in a costume, like like Sherry said, like Sonic looks. Like really off. Like it looks like a person who's put on a really cheap <laughs> costume on Times Square, Forty Second Street, and is posing for dollar pictures. And the people in the movie are acting so serious. Like it, it, the tone is really wrong. And to those at home who say, "Well, you can't make this movie uh, a good movie when you have this type of um, animated and real live action," but I would po- I would point you to Roger Rabbit, which I thought uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was was a great mix of animation and live action. Um, Even Detective Pikachu, um, I would say, is getting reasonable reviews, and people people are liking it. So Sonic the Hedgehog just doesn't know what it wants to be. It doesn't know if it wants to be a comedy. It doesn't know if it wants to be serious. And they have Jim Carrey, and I feel like they completely um, misused him in, in, in the trailer. So I don't know what they were thinking. And the fact that the director said they're going to come and redesign Sonic, it's not just Sonic. It's the whole movie needs to be cut different. Like, I just... I I don't like the kill movies, but this one needs to
0: die. (laughs) Okay, I got to say something. I know Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu is a friend of mine. Sonic the Hedgehog is no Detective Pikachu. Not even close. Detective Pikachu, honestly, voiced by Ryan Reynolds, looks insanely hilarious. Mm -hmm. I'm stunned at how much I am anticipating seeing Detective Pikachu. So take that, Sonic. You're you know what, Sonic the hedgehog? You're roadkill. So three kills. Okay. Wow. Three kills. Oh my god. It's a group murder. Oh my god. It's a it's a murdering feeding frenzy. All right. Welcome so what's our up. what's our second? So what's our second <laughs> victim?
1: Our second victim is a movie called Crawl. Crawl is an upcoming horror film slash disaster film um directed by Alexandra Aha or Aja. Um, who you guys might know as the director of the hills have eyes the film was written by michael and sean rosamuzin and aha and it stars kaya sodelario and barry pepper um it's upcoming in july 12 1919 it's a scheduled release and it's also produced uh, alongside sam Remy, um craig j flores and the director alejandra aha what's the synopsis kevin
0: all right. A young woman, while attempting to save her father during a Category Five hurricane, finds herself trapped in a uh, flooding house, and must fight for her life against alligators. Ooh. Okay. No, you know what they don't have this, but this should be their. T- this should be the tagline from this movie: Global warming just got scarier because. <laughs> For those of you out there that live in places like Florida and don't believe in global warming, yeah. Well, you, but the next time there's another flood, the Gators are coming to munch. So you better you better start voting Democratic.
1: Wow, I don't know if that's a, <laughs> what this, is. That your review of the of the trailer? Oh, okay, <laughs> okay you
0: no, know, okay. I will say, I will say that this, this is an absolute popcorn, not a nacho, a popcorn movie. Um, if you like seeing computer generated computer generated giant alligators munching on hill folk, then this is the movie for you. Oh, so I'm gonna give it a Netflix. <laughs> I'll give it a Netflix because I honestly there is a part of me I'm not proud of that part of me that, that does like watching gators munch on hill folk. Wow. Huh? Wow. All, all right, Sherry, what did you think?
2: Okay, so if it wasn't for the actress, uh, what is her name? Tone.
1: It's uh starts Kaya Scodelario.
2: Okay, so if she wasn't the actress, I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even watch it. But I really liked her in Maze Runner, so I'm going to Netflix that.
0: Yeah, somebody tells me she's going to be the final girl, so she's going to. Everybody else is going to get digested, but I think she's going to come out of it okay in the
2: end. It looks like in the trailer,
1: like she's the only girl in the trailer. Like,
0: <laughs> oh, no, a lot of, believe me, there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of chum in that water, believe me. <laughs>
1: chum? Wow. So I, I heard before I watched the trailer that, that Sam Remy was involved. So I was already excited about this. Um, I actually like his Spider Man movies. I know that they're polarizing to some, but I thought um, Evil Dead is also a, a great film. So um, he has a specific aesthetic and a way of telling stories. And he's not directing this one. He's uh, producing. And I saw The Hills Have Eyes, and it's like a real brutal, no apologies, horror film. So I'm actually looking forward to seeing this after watching the trailer. Uh, I I didn't know it was a, it was alligators like you said in the synopsis until the end of the trailer and you guys will see that also when you watch it like it's it's not like a surprise or a spoiler like it's in the trailer, um just think Jaws but instead of a a, a shark we have an alligator and then we have the whole also like um natural disaster so it's I, I don't think I can recall a natural disaster movie slash horror film, um like this um like the day after tomorrow is a very different film I wouldn't call it a horror movie. So I'm actually interested in watching this, and I think I will Netflix it because um I I just don't know a uh, in this trailer if I'm dedicated to putting real money on it yet. So I'm just the trailer.
0: It's definitely a uh, hashtag Me Too uh, horror film because if this was in the old days, it would have been a bunch of uh, girls in bikinis being eaten by alligators. But this girl is completely dressed as the alligator tries to eat her, so it's totally woke.
2: Mm. So, nice catch.
1: So is it three Netflix?
2: Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we All love it. Right. We lo- hear it last weekly. We love watching hill folks get eaten by gators. All right. So the last movie. What is our last film, Tone? Well, we're going to end
1: on a on a funnier note. Uh, our last film is Long Shot, which actually uh, comes out in theaters this weekend. Uh, it's a 2019 American romantic comedy filmed by Jonathan Levine and written by Dan Sterling and Liz Hanna. Uh, it stars Seth Rogen and one of my favorite actresses or actors, um, Charlize Theron. Um, and it also stars O'Shea Jackson, Andy Serkis, June Diane Raphael, Bob Oldenkirk, and Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, what's the synopsis, Cap?
0: All right. Uh, when Fred uh, Farkas, uh Farkasley? I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name, uh, reunites with his first crush, one of the most influential women in the world, uh, Charlotte Field, uh, he charms her uh, as she prepares to make a run for the presidency. Charlotte hires Fred as her speechwriter and sparks fly.
1: Mm mm-hmm. Sherry,
2: um, it looks interesting. I'm going to say that I would Netflix it. I mean, I don't really care, but I I like Charlize Theron. It seems like it could be interesting enough to 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 give a go. I would definitely not spend money on it, so it's a Netflix for me.
0: All right, for me, I I agree with Sherry. This is a Netflix movie because um, I love Charlize Theron and um, this movie brings to mind a controversy that's been going on as long as there's been Hollywood movies and TV shows, is the idea of a slubby, some might say unattractive guy with some insanely hot, totally out of his league woman. uh, Not only only is she super gorgeous, but she's also running for president, Mm -hmm. and she's going to end up with some guy like... uh, uh, Seth Rogen. Another thing that I have to say about the, which isn't a plot, a big spoiler, because it's actually in the trailer, is what's insane to me is the the premise is Charlize Theron was uh, Seth Rogen's babysitter <laughs> when he was a kid and he had a crush on her when he was a little boy and she was a sexy teen. Now she's a sexy adult running for president and for some reason is stupid enough to actually have sex with Seth Rogen. So I guess we've been trained all our lives to, to watch insanely hot women choose guys that are insanely not hot. Um, So I guess I will watch it on Netflix and be annoyed at the fact that she would never, ever have sex with him in real life. I'd like to see, I'd like to see a gender swap in this kind of thing. I'd like to see some movie. I don't know who the current, oh, Oh my God. What is uh, what is what is that actress's name? Rebel Wilson. I want to see a movie where Rebel Wilson uh basically hooks up with uh and and fall uh, and he falls in love with her like a uh, like you know what's his name?
1: Uh Idris Elba,
0: Idris Elba Tom Cruise, uh, uh Will Smith, any of that. I need to see that because that's basically the equivalent The reverse thing. We've seen that a billion times. And we're supposed to believe every time that, like, Leah Remini will fall in love with the King of Queens. uh, This kind of thing. We've seen it all our lives growing up watching TV and movies. But we never see the reverse of that. So I need to basically see Rebel Wilson just, you know, uh, and Chris Hemsworth going to town. And him being into it insanely, uh, just all about it. So what did you think, Tone?
1: Well, let me just add it's not, it's not just the fact that Seth Rogen looks like Seth Rogen and Charlie Theron looks like Charlie Theron. It's the fact that Seth Rogen is basically, he looks like a speechwriting bum. And Charlie Theron is an accomplished, beautiful. A well-spoken woman on her way to something, and she somehow falls for this guy. This movie is all about the male gaze, and I, just like Sports Illustrated, it's about the male gaze. Like I think this is the audience is going for. It. Like this is this is fantasy fulfillment for guys like me. Like yeah. Um, so Seth Rogan's basically playing the same guy from Knocked Up.
0: <laughs> well, an- another movie where the, another movie where the woman in that would never have sex with him.
1: Uh. <laughs> I think that was the whole point of that movie, by the way. So um, it's it's fantasy wish fulfillment, and like you said, I, I completely agree. Like this premise is so uh, is so rampant that the the guy who shouldn't gets the girl who should never date him. So I completely agree. So it's not just Rebel Wilson, but it's Rebel Wilson without a job and no prospects, and then uh, Chris Hemsworth is with no shirt and he's about to conquer the world. <laughs>
0: And he's all like, let be my lady. So, yeah, no, that, uh, another thing that was really funny is one of his, in the trailer, one of uh, Seth Rogen's friends says, uh, I, said, uh, I said, I said, I uh, said, he said, you are, uh, said, no, he said, your, he goes, your love story is a pretty woman, but she's Richard Gere and you're Julia Roberts. And I'm like, you know what? I know Julia Roberts. <laughs> that pretty woman is a friend of mine. And you, Seth Rogen, are no pretty woman. So I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is that? He is not Julia Roberts.
1: By the way, I think Rebel Wilson can get it, so I don't. I don't know what you're talking about, Kevin.
0: Oh no, Robert, Okay, I didn't. I couldn't think of. I was going to say Roseanne Barr, but I don't even want to mention her. And I, I could not think of another another equivalent. But the closest thing I could think of to compare to the character that um. That he's playing in this would be Rebel Wilson plays a lot of like loudmouth losers uh, in her movies. So Rebel Wilson as I a thought comedian. she's charming in her movies. Oh my god! Have you okay? <laughs> did, did, did you not see her in Bridesmaids? You thought that she was a charmer in that? That was in Rebel Wilson. That was um. Rebel Wilson is in Bridesmaids. You sure? I yes, yeah, the... she is. That's... She's the, she's the she and her brother are roommates of uh, the main character in that. They're her roommates,
1: isn't she? In Ghost, that's not who the one who's in Ghost. Box. Oh, you, no,
0: you're you're thinking of okay. You, oh my God, that just speaks to this speaks isn't to how she unwoke also in
1: bridesmaids.
0: You're uh, this. Yeah, I was gonna say this how, speaks to how unwoke you are and how totally woke I am. Oh my is, God, is you're 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 thinking of uh, the actress who's Jenny actually McCarthy's the, cousin, Jenny McCarthy's cousin. You're yeah, Melissa McCarthy. You're thinking of Melissa McCarthy. She's in bridesmaids. also she's also in bridesmaids. So yes, you can have two women of size in the same movie tone. Well, I am now, now painting me in a corner. I am shocked and hurt that you would be so small-minded, but you know what? That's just how it is, I guess.
1: <laughs> He's gonna throw <laughs> me off <on> the bus.
0: <laughs> wow, Tone, that's I know pretty what rough. Was in that movie? Wow. Well, uh, you know what? Some people don't think women that aren't a size two are invisible. Tone. Some of us don't, but all right, I guess you, you know. just, you're just punching hard To today. each his own. <laughs> to each his own, I guess. All right. <laughs> so, is it a Netflix for you then? Oh, yeah. It's a Netflix all around, apparently.
1: So so, Wow. So we were actually in agreement for all three
0: movies? Shocking. Yes. Shocking, sad, and and stunning, but true. We are all on the same page on all three of these flicks. Even Sherry. I'm shocked. Yeah. So you know what? (laughs) We would love it if you guys would check out all three trailers and let us know on Twitter what you think of each of the trailers. We'd love to hear if you give which movies, uh, trailers you give a Netflix to, a movie theater to, or a kill to kill that's your proposal. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right here on last weekly no matter how rough or crazy or weird the week gets we like to end it with the good stuff so co-host what was your favorite thing about the past week and because i'm feeling generous and sick if you want to ha- uh, end it with the, your least favorite thing about the week i'm totally cool with it tone you're up first
1: Okay, no spoilers, but my favorite thing about the week is, gosh darn it, Avengers Endgame. Go see it, people. Just go see it. It was my favorite thing of this week, my very favorite thing, and I'm probably going to watch it again in the movie theater. Well, you know what? I was...
0: The funny thing is, I was planning on going to see it this weekend, but uh, Domino's guy uh, that worked at Domino's ruined it for me, so I have no interest oh. in seeing it now, so it's, yeah, I'm going to have to pass. All right, okay. Sherry. Sherry, what was your favorite thing about the week?
2: Uh, my favorite thing about the week was, like, getting over the major hump of being sick and being able to function again, so that was my favorite thing about the week. Not being as sick, so...
0: Wow. Oh, my God, Sherry, you and I are so simpatico this week. Not only are we agreeing (laughs) on uh, when it comes to movie trailers, but we're also agreeing. Uh, My favorite thing about the week is having the use of at least one nostril for breathing. (laughs) I am so excited about it. Uh, You know what? You you can take a lot of things for granted in life, like being able to breathe. But once you can't breathe, you're like, this sucks. So (laughs) just a pro tip from me to you, a life hack. Breathing is fundamental. All right, so if I have to choose a second favorite thing, it is this announcement that just came in, and I could not be more excited about it. So as those of you who know me, or even those of you who don't know me, you're about to find out. I am an insane fan of Downton Abbey. I was all about it as it was was airing each and every season. When it would start in January, I would be there with crumpet and teacup in hand being like, let's get this. Let's do this, y'all. So um, I was so sad when it ended. And one of the reasons that supposedly it ended was Julian Fellows, the writer and creator of the show, was coming to America to do a show with NBC called The Gilded Age, which was going to basically be uh, an American kind of Downton Abbey uh, taking place, you know, at the the time of the Rockefellers, when they were basically uh, shipping magnates and railroad tycoons. Uh, And, It sounded incredible. But the mistake of it all was like, NBC, where good show ideas go to die? Why the hell would you sign on with NBC to do anything, Julian Fellows? Um, So I was devastated when year after year, uh, week after week, day after day, no word on what was going on with the Gilded Age. But news broke yesterday that – The Gilded Age is not only back on, but it's going where it should have been in the first place. H-B to the O. I could not be more excited about this. We're going to get our American Downton Abbey. And because it's going to be on HBO, that means two things that I love a lot. Brief nudity and adult language. (laughs) So uh, that is my absolute favorite thing about the week.
2: (laughs) Awesome. I can't wait to to read more about this Gilded Age. Love Downton Abbey as well.
0: All right. So we can't do every story, but we do want to cover what you want to hear us talk about. So if you see a story during the week that you want us to recap, or if you want to share your favorite thing about the week or your least favorite thing about the week, please let us know. You can send us a message through the Anchor, a voice message through the Anchor app, and we might actually play it on the show. But um, we'll, we'll definitely respond to it regardless. Even if we don't put it on the show, we, we will respond to you. Uh, and you can tweet us on Twitter at Last Weekly to let us know um, uh, what shows you're uh, what you're thinking about during the week or what you want us to cover. And, oh, also if there's a movie trailer that you want us to review, let us know. And finally, you can get to us old school style with an email, lastweeklypodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. So I want to thank you so much for listening to us try to get through this show, even though Sherry and I are about to die practically. We, we, we <laughs> thank you so much for listening. And remember, the week doesn't end until we say so. Say it with me. Until we until say we so. Until
1: we say so. I was waiting it, for my time. Until we say so.
0: Okay. Until we say so. Okay, we'll work on it. We'll be we'll be better next week when we're all well. All right. Goodbye, everybody.
2: Goodbye.
0: <laughs>